0: I won more premiships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an, to an absolute...
1: Respect, Respect, you. You Respect,
0: man. Prem, Boys, we are here to ranch. James, We have to do justice before we just sliding right into the top four. To the I didn't guys. want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of Good afternoon. Ann Patrick.
1: Uh, you are in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. Any- what do you mean? I don't have an office I'm talking world exactly. world. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem.
0: Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. We are so happy to have you back. We are somewhere in the middle of Match Week 19. We're in the Bermuda Triangle. Lost. It started last Saturday. It ends this Saturday with Villa against Newcastle. Trying to get our bearings. Patrick over there. I'm sure he's still trying to figure out where his mic is. How are we feeling?
1: Yeah. Oh, what's this? Oh, there it is. Yeah, I hope you can hear me all right. I kind of plug the USB cord into a potato, and I'm hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. Spark life. Mm -hmm. We've
0: got a great show today. We're breaking down all the primary action this past week, and a bit, but before we get into that, guys, two big announcements for you. Last, Fan Standing, or as the New York Times has labeled, the biggest crossover of social media and quiz shows since that one contestant dabbed on Jeopardy. It's finally free to download on the App Store and Google Play. It's a fun way to put your football knowledge to the test alongside friends from the Anfield Rap, the Tottenham Hotspur Podcast, Pat's favorite. Premdle Perm has a channel, and we ride at noon on Wednesdays. That's noon, Pacific time, LA time. That's when we got quizzes up on the channel. If you download the app and try out one of our famous quizzes, you might win some money, and our bosses will like us a bit more. So that's, that's a win-win. It's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Find out more at lastfanstanding.app or find them on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook how about that all over the place how about that we really are everywhere have not gotten shot down on any social media forum mm-hmm. which is better than you know
1: checks on and mate yeah you know who mm-hmm-hm
0: mm-hmm. 2nd thing I want to talk to you guys about you guessed it solar.com 2021 wow. is the year of BSE what's that Patrick big solar energy. That's right. You thought that's what we said last year. But the truth is, if you have BSC, it never goes away. If you know, you know, and you should know, solo.com will provide you the three best quotes customized for your home from local installers. And according to the Department of Energy, our source is there, solo.com quotes average 2,800 lower I don't know if that number still stands, Patrick. You can number check me, but I'm going to keep rolling. I feel like I'm on a roll. They average $2,800 lower than going to installers directly. That is a lot of green. So if you get them on the phone, tell them the Prem de la Prem boys boys sent you. And when they say what? You say, tell them the Prem de la Prem boys sent you. Register at solar.com to start your solar project today. Brilliant. Patrick, I've got a theory. And my theory is Frank listens to Prem de la Prem. Not only does he listen to the podcast, he hates the podcast. Because when we said Chelsea were true title contenders mere months ago, a month ago, he thought, what do these clowns know about football? I'll show them what's really good. And now they are five points off fourth place
1: Liverpool in eighth place. So he showed us. I mean... It's it's a reason we're doing a podcast, and he's managing the football club, right? You know, it. What what did it take just levels a month for him to prove us wrong? There's levels, levels to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just levels. Oh,
0: it's 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 something to behold. And honestly, we're, they're coming off a real real lackluster 2-0 loss to Leicester, where they made Leicester look like real title, title contenders, yep. which is pretty hard to do. Pretty hard to do. Old Brendan Rodgers still trying to figure out how to put his pants on. Comes out and gets a dub over Lampard. My question for you is, what's the trigger point for this team? We've been waiting for Charlie Puth to get on the piano and give us a proper send-off. But to no avail. Lampard's still on the job. We, we were talking about whether or not this was a must-win. I said no. Um, you might have felt a little differently. But here they are staring down. Well, I guess they got an FA Cup game against Luton. But they've got a next Premier League game, home to a struggling Wolves. Is that the trigger point?
1: You know, James, this is a tricky one uh, because mm-hmm. I think the question that we don't ask enough, um, you know, when we when we talk about managers and their departure times, is who's next. Uh, and if you go through Abramovich's history, um, it's been a while since he's appointed a caretaker manager. Uh, he does go through managers quickly, but usually they have their next guy. You know, the last four or five appointments have been, uh, you know, relatively big names. Uh, and even if even if the sack came mid season, you had a big a big name or someone who had had a little bit of a pedigree coming in to the role. And so mm-hmm. that narrows the list down to Thomas Tuchel as far as who's available. And uh, I'd be hard. <laughs> I'd, be, I, I, I'd be fine with it. Let me put it that way. So I don't think a Chelsea fan or the people uh, in that in that room, in the locker room, would be too thrilled with that hire. Uh, and so for me. I think that you have to kind of, it's difficult, right? You you have to ask yourself the question, did Abramovich drastically shift his expectations when he hired Frank? Because at the end of the day, fireworks downtown LA is what it is. Glad that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you
0: for confirming. Yeah. I'm glad you suddenly didn't just cut out.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm living on borrowed time. Let me just put it that way. (laughs) But but I I think the the question you have to ask yourself is, is, by appointing Frank, a manager, how else with, would you put that? With one year, <laughs> one year experience as a manager at Derby County, uh club legend, what what is his leash? You, we knew that it was going to be a little bit longer than had you know when if they had brought in uh, say Pochettino or you know one of the other you know um you know big time managers that may have been available at the time. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't even think Pochettino was available. But you get my point, right? That we thought there was going to be a longer leash. They had the transfer ban, etc. This summer, they spent like mad dogs, and we all expected the expectation to change. And I think Champions League is is the bar. For me, I almost think, and this isn't me just kind of having a go wanting to see Chelsea go down this awful road, I mean I think if the team can they need to catch a good run of form, right? Obviously Arsenal had a horrible one, uh, but I, I mean the team's good enough that I think that they'll they'll kick on even even with um, even with Frank Lampard staying there. Part of me thinks that they're going to ride this out, uh, so long as they're in the Champions League itself, and kind of the, the way that this league is shaping up. Yeah, they're they're not in great shape, but they're not like they're not a bad run of. They're, they're a, not they're too far, far off. Yeah, they're like a good said, run of five points away from off back in it. Yeah. So,
0: from, albeit that fourth place team is Liverpool, they're five points off fourth place.
1: Yeah, just a wild situation. But I think that's what we're going to see this year. We're going to see. I've, I've, I've been talking about it. Things are going to be moving, and so I. I would let me put it this way. I would not be surprised if Frank goes anytime soon. You know, it's just that that's Abramovich's mo. Like the the expectation is you need to be succeeding now. Yeah. Uh, it. I, I think that the Wolves game. You know, Wolves isn't necessarily an easy team to to. I mean, I guess they you, they just lost to Everton and West Brom, but they usually give people a good game. I wouldn't like a zero zero game where Chelsea. You know, really pushes for it and can't get it on. Like that's not the end of the road for me. They just need to show a little bit of heart. Uh, a little bit. A little bit of graft, as Frank likes to say. Um, you know, mm. Frank had no problem putting it right back on the players after this result. Who knows what his standing is with Abramovich? Um, uh, but the, at the end of the day, yeah, he's he's got to answer to the results. And you know, if the slope was getting slippery for Arteta and you knew that he was going to have a much much longer leash given the, the squad quality and and all that, and him being an actual first time manager, Frank's got to be pretty close. Uh, mm-hmm. i i, I kind of think that they're going to ride it out to the end of the year and make a new hire in the summer that is my inclination which would be going against kind of chelsea historically uh, mm-hmm. but that's the that's the leash that i think frank has and quite frankly like they they've got they've got the time to improve we're we're at the halfway point you know yeah. there's plenty of time left what about, what about, what do you think i mean obviously you're, you're i i'm going to dial in.
0: i'm going to i'm going to dial that back one i think missing the champions league with this kind of team is inexcusable and i think the leash is up to when that starts to feel untenable. Like if you feel like you can't make top four, you get to a certain point in the season where it's pretty much um, unrealistic. I, I think that's I think that's the turning point. I think that's when they cut him loose. But I I do think like you you like exactly like you said it's Abramovich. I thought we were gonna wake up this morning and see Lampard out. Carl has stopped reading news in fear of that announcement. So yeah. it's very much in the forefront of Chelsea players' minds, Frank's mind, fans' minds. But it's a, it's a strange season. Maybe he's changing expectations. I do think that's the trigger point, you know, making sure um, fourth place is still in sight.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's totally fair. Um, I mean, look at the next five fixtures, right? Uh, Wolves, Burnley, Tottenham will be a tough fixture. Uh, Sheffield United and Newcastle, who Newcastle might be on form, the worst team in the league. So, of those mm-hmm. points or of those games, you know, just you know, if 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 I pluck somebody who hadn't paid attention to, to to the league all season, you say, well, I rate Chelsea in three of those games, no doubt. Two games, a little bit of a toss up. So, I think you look at these next five games. If he goes before then, like we don't have much to judge, but gotta feel like he he needs. Needs to take all three points from Burnley. Mm-hmm. Needs to take all three from Sheffield United and Newcastle. Really should be taking all three from Wolves on their form. And then Spurs. Honestly, I you know you can lose that game if you're Frank and you win the two before it and the two after it. So, right. uh, I just think that the fact that he's not gone now shows that his leash is already longer. And like we're in uncharted territory with Abramovich. Like, is how long is this new leash? You know, I, I don't I don't know. And I think with Frank, yeah. It's tricky. I remember to Mourinho them. that
0: second time around brought him down to like 14th place. The season after they won the title, which deserves a medal in of itself. Like, how do you go from that good to that shit? And the answer is Mourinho, almost yeah. always. But um, yeah, he, he tested those boundaries and was like, do it. Do it. You won't. Oh, um, well, yeah. But no, I completely agree. I do think the one interesting trend here, Patrick, is it's a scary thought. But right now... If you're thinking about form, Chelsea's best team is comprised of players who played for them last season. Mm-hmm. You think about Mount, who was you know, the reason they got three points against a 10-man Fulham. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Pulisic, Giroud, even Tammy Abraham. Uh, the names I'm not mentioning are Havertz, Werner, and Ziyech. And I think it is almost inexcusable to not play those players. You know, I think Willian at Arsenal was a different story. If you're – none of those three marquee signings are in your starting 11, there is a problem there, and it is Frank not getting the best out of his team. That's kind of the the result you would draw. But it's got to be tempting to think, maybe I'll just put this 11 out of players who were rocking with me last season. Like, that's got to be running through his mind.
1: It's kind of what he did against – there was
0: always one of them in the lineup.
1: I know he's benched Werner, but, but like Havertz started this last game against Leicester. Werner and Ziyech um, were, were came off off the bench. Uh, I think another thing that's like you know pretty une- inexcusable in that Leicester game, and I do want to touch on Leicester as well, but they used two subs. Minute. They used two subs.
0: Mm, that's an think, Ollie
1: special, it, right? But when you're when you're playing that poorly, you should have two subs coming on at the half. Right. You should be you should be you should be switching things up a lot quicker, uh, and and so I don't I don't know if he was trying to prove a point, um, and I I mean I'm, we we were talking about this offline. It's a point where I just start I'm starting to feel bad for Warner, um, because it, it, again not having to go he does everything right until he's got to put the ball in the net and then he just it, it's like uh it's like in Space Jam when the NBA players lost all their powers. It just he yeah. just doesn't know what like he. He got the what was it, the game? It was the Fulham game where he was in clean on goal at the very end. Did all um, the hard work. Did all the hard work and then put it a good ten yards wide. Like mm-hmm. not even just a little wide. He's and then of course, you know, when, when things aren't going your way, you can't even get the bit of luck. When he was, you know, millimeters offside oh. on what was actually a really deft finish. Uh, he doesn't get doesn't get the goal there. So I mean, I think he'll come good. Howard's has been shocking. Shocking. Yeah. Um, Zayac has had some trouble with with injuries, and I think he's looked impressive when he's come on. Pulisic the same thing. I mean, it will it will take time for these guys to 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 kind of come together and play as a team. Uh, it's uh, just, but that's Frank's job. It's ba- at It's the end baffling. Of the day.
0: It's baffling. Normally, you would expect it out of maybe one of the. That's what we said in the summer. Like maybe one of these one of these players won't hit the ground running. And some people are having to go with the Bundesliga, like it's the new farmers league, and that's why Havertz and Werner are having some trouble in the Prem. Lest we forget, these two are like the future of the German national team. Like, yep. they're starting to build a team around those two players. It is crazy how they're struggling to find their feet. And that is something that lands at the doorstep of Frank Lampard. And he has to stand up and be counted for. And on the point of feeling sad for Werner, Patrick, save this, save this quip. I'm starting to feel bad for Frank. And you know my feelings. But it's gone from a defiance, which allows me to hate them and hate Chelsea fans, to just like, wow, it's, it's gotten bad. So I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna let it seep in too long. I know they'll be back before we know it, but it's it's dire straits right now.
1: Certainly is. Certainly is. And yeah, it's 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 up to Frank to get it sorted. It's the job of the manager get the guys to play for you. You know, it, at the end of the day, I think every every fan can accept. You know, things aren't kicking on. Bad game, whatever. But when you look dreadful, you know, it's like you know it when you see it, right? They, they looked dreadful, and that's really really tough to take. Uh, it's 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 the bare minimum we expect as fans is is people to come out put their best effort forward you know show that they're trying to trying to get it done they didn't show that against Leicester they did show it against Fulham they were desperate against mm. Fulham I'll give them credit there uh and uh, and they eventually got the result yeah. yeah uh but they they need a response against Wolves absolutely like if they, if they are if if they lose to Wolves I mean, who just lost to West Brom and are in the worst patch of their Premier League career? It feels like Nuno's, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, losing losing so, Mena's, I think, is, is was just absolutely massive. Uh, mm-hmm. Last last, they don't have at their disposal their three their three um, leading goal scorers from a year ago, um, so they're. They're in trouble, I and mean, I don't want to spend right. too much time on it. Right, but, but no, it's, it's yeah. the point is need, it's, it's a bad-form team game. coming up against
0: a bad-form team, and anything can happen. Yeah.
1: Well, real Absolutely. quick, Patrick. Yes.
0: Leicester, the team they lost 2-0 to, Chelsea did, and the team that looked very good in that victory, uh, Fafana, William Saliba's center-back partner, is mm-hmm. suddenly looking like one of the best center-backs in the Prem. Coincidence? Find out on conspiracy Pot. Where are you standing on the Leicester City respect meter? And you picture
1: each not, yeah. end
0: of each end of the spectrum is like a different, a different face, mood of Steve Nottingham. And on one side he's got a sad face. On
1: the other side he's he's beaming, smiling ear to ear. I think you got to be beaming, right? I mean, even even uh, even though it was a brief moment back on the top of the table midway through the season, which you know we, I'm not right ready to call them true true title contenders like I'd like to see them not lay an egg against uh you know one of the top teams when they're on form it seems to me like they still have that uh, in their locker but you know I, I'm just so impressed with them I'm so impressed with them you will remember I gave them an A in a transfer window not knowing anything about the players just assuming they'd be all I, didn't, I don't think right. I recognized Fafana That's as right. a transfer but I was you like, just went you just went path of least resistance you know they're going to be good. It's 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 absolutely mind blowing, and I think I know you hate it, but I think you have to give credit to Brandon Rogers. This team, they show up every game, by and large, just there to get things done, and they get it oh, done. I mean, Jake think- Madison on form, I think, is the best player in the league. You know, in the last you know five 10 games, yeah, wow, he's got five goals in seven. He's absolutely lighting it up. I said, on form, not not. You know, no, I but know, yeah, I mean, still,
0: league, it's, it's weird the way it hits the
1: ears. But yeah, I mean, statistically, when you sure break it it's down, it's not as crazy as, as as you think. And and he's he's got that team moving. He's got that team moving, mm-hmm. and they're they're just solid all over the pitch, and they play with desire. Like mm-hmm. I, I think there's there's, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a team that like, the fans will be prouder of week in week out than Leicester City because they just they just come with it. They yeah. put on for the badge, they play hard, they play as a unit. It, it, it's just phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And, yeah, you and took, I'm, I'm so impressed by them.
0: You take you take, a, you take away as much from James Madison's post-match interview, which I thought was amazing, by the way. Breath of fresh, so good. fresh air. So and good, yeah. And you, you compare players who seem to not be playing for, for their manager with players who give everything for Brendan Rodgers. And that's where I think respect is due. He's kind of built his own culture now. What is that culture when you get to squeaky bum time? Ten games left in the league. Eight games left in the league. How is he going to be bringing it and, and instilling a message in his players? Because right now it is work hard, graft, you know, express yourself, play as a team. That message does need to change when whether you say you are or you're not, you're in a title race. So we've been down this road last season. Obviously, 2015-16, he wasn't the manager. He wasn't around. Until he proves me wrong, and makes a sustained push, I'm
1: gonna keep slapping a little bit lower of disrespect. So Stick it, it, it. kind of seems like for you, Leicester City will no will never be a contender until they win the league. Something
0: died in my appreciation of Leicester when Rogers. they went when they went to Liverpool this season. Just like they hosted Liverpool last season and had a chance to make a statement and laid an absolute egg. It's like when, when, when the pressure's really there, when you can come out and say, we're front runners, we deserve to be in this title race, they lay a bit of an egg. Now, Patrick, conveniently, this Wednesday, they are going to also, <laughs> what a crazy season, also title aspiration contenders Everton. They're going to Goodison Park. Let's see, maybe my tone will change. Let's see how that goes there, because that's a big test for them. Coming off the, uh, the ecstasy of a victory over Chelsea.
1: Yeah, I, they're yeah they they they've had some shocking results this year um, in both directions. I think they they absolutely thumped Man City earlier in the year. They did. Um, I think they took a three nil loss to West Ham. Lost to Fulham. They lost to Fulham, um, but I, I, if I'm if I'm correct, that and then the okay, they got a few losses earlier. I was gonna I was trying to remember what their losses were, but well, I'm just seeing Burnley. Losses. Burnley yeah. got their
0: flag revoked on uh, Google fixtures. It's it's a big, who do you think you are?
1: I was, I was kind of a little confused by that <laughs> when I was going through the table earlier today. Uh, was a, Thank you for just making making me feel all right about looking at it. I was just very, very confused. Oh, yeah. No, they're
0: in the same ballpark as uh, Slavia Prague now.
1: Yeah. Sean mm-hmm. Dyche has done something to offend them. It might be his search history. Yeah, but Leicester City, just the point. 12, 12 wins out of 19, um, tied for the best record as far as the winning record um, with United. United's drawn two more games. And that's what you have to do this this season they're halfway through it they're on pace for around 80 points like it looks like 80 points is going to be the mark, right United's it's mm-hmm. halfway through on 40. you know I don't see people really getting like that much better form throughout the year with injuries, COVID, fixture congestion like I don't I mean maybe like man City's the only team maybe and we'll talk about them but i I, I gotta put Lester in the as a contender i just I just God. think that they give it they give enough. They give you enough each week, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a tough time writing them off. Okay, but you're right. It's the last. It's the last five to ten games of the season that it's going to come down mm-hmm. to.
0: Mm-hmm. But if they're still there by that point, we'll already have seen an improvement on last season's Leicester. So all to play for. Like I said, yeah. the game on Wednesday against Everton will be very, very interesting. Uh, Patrick, let's talk about a true contender who we brought back to the spotlight. I'd like to say prem to la Prime revealed Man City as true title contenders. Is that fair to mm-hmm. say? It is, though. Uh, though neither of us had them
1: pegged. Yeah, I was going to say if you go back to the beginning of the season, <laughs> uh, we both kind of laughed that off uh, with Liverpool. But I'll I'll do that you know ridiculous mental gymnastics and say Virgil Van Dyke never got hurt. That uh, would be a different story. Absolutely. Uh, I mean so, that goes without saying. I don't know how many yeah gymnastics. how many times has Jordan Jordan Pickford altered the course of the universe? I think that's a great thing for one of our <laughs> interns to look up. Uh, but he did it yet again this season. But Man City, uh, yeah, James, take it away. I'm another. I've, I'm just so blown away by them. Uh, another team that's just blowing me away right now in ways that we didn't expect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They officially held top spot in the title race for a brief moment in
0: time today. Today being the twentieth. And that was a signal of intent. It's not just, oh, we've got these games in our pocket that we still have to play and, you know, we're a sneaky fifth place. Nope, they were top of the table for a brief moment today. So they are right there throwing the proverbial cat amongst the pigeons. And here's a crazy stat for you. Here's a city stat. They've conceded one goal since the start of the year. 2021, one goal, and it was in the 3-1. It wasn't even an an impactful goal. It was in the 3-1 drubbing over Chelsea, which, in fact, could be a Frank Lampard resume builder. It's like,
1: I got the goal against City, so maybe give me another two months. We could take this back even further. Since they lost to Spurs well two months ago, now to the date, uh, the 21st of of, uh, November, uh, I also think
0: that was coincidentally. If you look at the Prem de la Prem word cloud, I think bald fraud was kind of bubbling
1: oh. to the top around that look, time. Yeah, I mean, we even talked about it then. We were like, "They're gonna, they're gonna swing this thing around, but we're gonna enjoy this while we can." Mm-hmm. Uh, they've conceded three goals in all competitions in the last two months. Yeah, yeah. I guess John Stones is
0: that dude. It's actually the three horsemen of the apocalypse. It's De Bruyne outside of the foot curling crosses. Uh, Raheem Sterling found penalty kicks too hard, so he's now scoring free kicks. And John Stones is knocking in braces. And I think the closest he would have gotten to a brace would be on
1: his teeth. So You want to know the craziest stats that I've heard throughout this? Hit me. John Stones has more goals scored than allowed this year. Ooh.
0: Wow. Yeah, what is it, three?
1: Three to two. Uh-huh. When John Stones yeah. has played in the league, Manchester City have conceded two goals.
0: It's baffling it's baffling. I mean, I don't I don't want to overwrite and and say the same things that we brought up last time on the pod cuz we started singing their praises the last time we were on. But um now it's clear. I mean, it's clear for all to see. Bernardo Bernardo Silva got his goal.
1: He got he's, be, he's 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 firing might get again. Him kicking on, man. He's been <laughs> it's been one of the head scratchers. Him him it's not been a really while. Getting... Yeah. it's
0: been a while and maybe it's gonna kick on but while we're on the topic why don't we talk about that two nil victory over villa that just transpired for a while I was gonna peg it for the most exciting nil nil I've ever seen because I think it was heading that way until fate intervened
1: <laughs> mm. Mm. why don't you take us to that that moment in time and this is we're not rehashing talking var uh but yeah we're we need to talk about some decisions it's gonna remember to happen yeah every remember when talking again. Talking VAR was a segment and not just imbued into everything that is the Premier League. We, yeah, we had to kill that segment because it was taking too much time. And then we Mm -hmm. didn't really know where to put the other games because they all had parts in talking VAR. Yeah.
0: Well, if you watch it, it, there was killed the flow. (laughs) There was a semi questionable uh, offside call. Which I don't think anyone was really ready to discuss or, for that matter, officiate on. Hence, VAR never being called into question. Uh, it was a goal that was not checked. But according to the refs, it was an official legal goal. And this is one where I feel like in the time between the full-time whistle and they get asked about it, uh, the FA has to go write the rule to like retroactively make it a legal play. So what they wrote down was a player in an offside position receiving the ball from an opponent who deliberately plays the ball is not considered to have gained an advantage. Case mm-hmm. closed, right?
1: Yeah. So the line that they're um, referring to is basically, was Rodri challenging for the ball or did he pick off uh, Tyrone Ming's deliberate chest pass? Right. Um, have to feel aggrieved if I'm a Villa <laughs> fan, um, and feel like a tad bit lucky if I'm a City fan. It's 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 one of those I think where City's just kind of like backing up, like hey, uh, you know, we'll 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 count it. Uh, you know, I I can see the 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 line of thinking. You know, if you read it by the book, like yes, Tyron Mings did deliberately chest the ball, but I mean, he was bringing the ball down. It's I think you're.
0: you're I cannot wait to see the precedent this sets. Maybe there's some new tactics afoot. Mourinho's gotta have something schemed up.
1: And I feel like, yeah, it it's we've seen a couple of these because the thing is if this is like whistled in real time and Roger's immediately flagged, no one's thrown a fit over it. No one.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, but it, no.
1: it it wasn't. It, it it let me let me it is it is borderline. I would say that. I don't think it's as nailed on as as um as, as maybe you do, uh, okay. as far as like this is a hundred percent an offside, I would okay. lean offside, but I can I can talk myself into that rationale. Like he did deliberately play the ball; it's in the laws of the game. Rodri didn't challenge for the ball; he challenged for the ball after Mings won it. Again, I'd feel aggrieved if I was a Villa fan, uh, uh-huh. but I think I can I can I can do the mental gymnastics to get there on this decision. Okay, well, Villa fans weren't the
0: only ones who felt aggrieved. Our man Dean Smith, the fearless leader of Aston Villa, (laughs) he, uh, he calm. okay, this this is according to him in his post-match interview, which I guess he was allowed to come back out and and conduct. Uh, I calmly walked over to the fourth official and asked him if they were given juggling balls for Christmas. (laughs) Obviously he was calling them clowns, but I actually don't think that's too far off from the Rubik's cube man cave setup that we've been talking about for ages. (laughs)
1: Over so your own good little It's so good,
0: yeah, yeah, the subtext was not lost on Mike Dean, who promptly uh squealed on him for a red card from the from John Moss, the match
1: official. The thing is, like <laughs> Dean Smith, like obviously he's pissed off, but you gotta be proud of yourself, like i still i'll still I didn't get sent off for it, but I got a yellow card in my in my youth days for asking a ref if it was his first game after he called a foul on me. And I still just sometimes sit back and smile. At you that were you,
0: yeah. You were a Nuno before before his I time.
1: Was, I was real proud of that one. Uh, <laughs> real proud of that one. It was a quick yellow. He did not. There was not much thinking on that yellow. But it's look. It's I about the we, memories, right? It's, it's about not the about memories, the results. And also, I think it's about and from and for 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 Dean Smith, the fact that that doesn't go to VAR and that. Like John Moss should be looking at that and be like, oh, okay, let me let me at least make a judgment whether or not I think this is offsides or deliberately played. The fact that it wasn't checked is laughable. And yeah. I think that that's what that's what Dean Smith was going on about. Um and you know, I think, you know, Mings was like, Yeah, I should have cleared it, but you know, can't believe it wasn't ruled offsides. You know, I think that you can if they look at it VR and they decide it, like, I think you can move on. No, but I'm it, pretty it, sure it, it's an yeah. absolute joke. They didn't, they didn't they didn't have another look. You're exactly right. I'm pretty sure Jonathan Moss got,
0: got in touch with the folks in, in Stockley Park and said, guys, I'm going to come over to the monitor and have a look. And they
1: go, what monitor? <laughs> when he was jogging over to... to to, to, to <laughs> Were book, you telling me there's a TV on the field? <laughs> when when he was jogging over to book Dean Smith, I thought for sure he was running to the monitor. I was <laughs> shocked. I was absolutely shocked when he no, gave him the yellow. Law and order. And then, law and order. And here's the thing. Here's, here's how you know Dean Smith wanted to make a point. He said the clown joke to Mike Dean. Got a yellow card, and he's like, "Just a yellow, okay." I got some more to say, and then made sure he got himself <laughs> sent off. He could have, he could have kept his mouth shut after that. He, he, he it's safe to say he was, he
0: was gonna go. He had
1: a bunch of material written down, and he was going until he struck a chord for a red. I was gonna say I wouldn't even be surprised if, um, you know, he just said it again. If, 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 if uh, John Moss came over and said, "Hey, here's a yellow card for what you said," and he goes, "He didn't even hear it." And he's like, "Well, my buddy told me." Well, just in case he didn't hear it. Did you get juggling balls for Christmas? And he's like, all right. Off you go. I wouldn't right, be surprised right. if he just doubled down on the joke and just you know laughing to himself in the in the dressing room. But yeah, bit of a bit of a bit of a shame because it was a it was a brilliant game for for 0 especially. Just an absolute brilliant game. Shout out game. Kenny Martinez. He's looking every bit of a uh, uh, you know first ar- choice goalkeeper this backup. year. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: No. Shout out Villa as a, as an entire unit because lest we forget. Before that, they were on 15 games. That's how crazy this season is. We're talking about being halfway through the season. Most teams played 19. True. Uh, true. They just got their 15th game off them. They're now played 16. Not representative of their season. They're in 11th place. They hadn't played since the, uh, since New Year's. So they came back firing, put on a great spectacle. They had some really awesome counterattacking opportunities. Grealish, obviously, the heart and soul of that team. and. Um, before go before that city game, if they won all their games in hand, they would have been tied for first place. So crazy, yeah, yeah. I, there's all these permutations and and could and would if if they were on the same games played and and other um you know other considerations. But they are challenging right up there, and I, I don't think it would be unrealistic to say they've got their sights on a European place.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. The one thing that I will uh I will. Kind of highlight is their games in hand are against Everton and Spurs, so that's worth noting that you know what their games in hand are and that those will be too difficult. Oh, Pat, for a, them. a game but in they, hand is is whatever you want it to be.
0: You could be Fulham going
1: to Anfield away and be like, well, you know, we'll be out of the relegation zone. Game in hand. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I do remember that we we're coming out. I think we we're coming out of Project Restart and we had the first game against Man City and I was like, well, we got a game in hand, so mm-hmm, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. It, it so, just yeah, rolls off enough.
0: the tongue, real nice. Right on. Well, this would probably be our shame of the week, or lame of the week, depending on how you look at it, but uh, I do feel like we owe it, just uh, briefly, to touch on United Liverpool, the the game of the century.
1: The snooze fest of the week. That's what I Mm. call it.
0: There have been so many of those games that have been built up by fans, by the media, to hype levels that they will obviously never reach, and for fans... For for neutral fans, it's a snooze. For me, it was like edgier seat action oh, for ninety course. minutes.
1: Of yeah. course, the stakes yeah. were too high. It for just it just hits
0: different. It yeah, just hits 100%. different. The stakes have never yeah, been
1: higher. Yeah, I think that as far as like you know, we we we've had good games, obviously, but as far as like the ones you said, like the you know the ones that we've built is like here's what I'm circling, or you know the ones that you know you're seeing all 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 advertised up on Peacock. Uh, shout out NBC for just. Giving the middle finger to everyone and throwing this game on Peacock, trying to get some more free trials going. Mm-hmm. Uh, got respect that hustle. What percentage yeah, of people forget
0: of to cancel free trials, Patrick? That's what the Peacock brainiacs are thinking right now.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they got metrics on that, so they're gonna throw they're gonna keep throwing some big ones out there. But yeah, the games. Yeah, you know, it seems like every every the the derbies have kind of let us down. We've seen a few zero zeros. Chelsea's been in a zero zero with a couple, and then there've been some games where. Um, you know, fortunately for for my Gunners, but you know the other team didn't show up. You know the North London derby, Arsenal didn't show up. I mean, just there hasn't they haven't delivered, uh, and I don't. I maybe fans play a big role in that, and just kind of raising the temperature a little bit, and kind of carrying yeah. that hype from the pre the pre match, uh, you know, antics, whatever they might be, into the um, into the <laughs> stadium, and then that could translate onto the field because the tension just it rises and it rises and rises. And it, yeah, it, it, remind me, was I'm that not... game at Anfield or Old Trafford?
0: It was at Anfield and I'm not ashamed to oh, admit it's different during gravy the game, with fans. It's I'm not ashamed to admit it was a different game. It would have played out differently if there were fans. Um I'm not saying necessarily the result, but I'm saying that the temperature of the game and the flow of the 100%. game like you know Liverpool had sustained pressure without creating real chances, but with the roar of the fans in sustained pressure, something gives usually. Is, is what I'm getting at there. But as it was, no fans, and it was one of those games where Liverpool fans walked away thinking they were the better team. United fans probably walked away thinking they were the better team. Um, Jordan Henderson notably said in his post-match interview, he wanted to know who said United had the better chances. Um, so shout out to him for being a, a classic prick. And I'd probably ask Allison who had to save, make two match way a match, save and saves. So that is my, that's my line. I'm sticking to
1: it. What was yeah? What was your takeaway? Again, just just a boring game. Um, <laughs> at the, it, it's it's no like look at the end, at at the end of the day, it was a must. It was, it was a game that Liverpool could not lose, and it was a game that United was content with a draw. And I'd probably um, I probably agree with I, I think Liverpool had the better run of play, but uh, yeah, Manchester United I think had they had two nailed on chances that they you know quite frankly just should have taken. Uh, so Who yeah, do you I'd think, go, this yeah. is a
0: question better suited for you than me, who do you think left the happier team?
1: United. 100% United.
0: Happier Went with the got
1: a point. Huh.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, it is interesting. You made a good point last week um, that I was actually thinking about during the game. I was actually incredibly... I was surprised, it was so astute. You talked about how pushing Fabinho and Henderson back to defense is an issue, not in the sense that they're bad center backs, because
1: I actually think they were really good, <laughs> admirable. Fabinho is like borderline team of the season center back for me. I know it's, Dude, it's insane. incredible.
0: It's insane, and even Henderson did a good job. So mm-hmm. you know they're doing. A job but obviously you can't clone them and put them in center midfield where they like to play so they're causing issues further up the pitch and they're not able to transition as um, as free-flowing as they normally do and that caused a lot of problems for them obviously Tiago is one of those guys back in the lineup who did that and then some he he was you know He's alongside so good alongside Luke so good if Luke Shaw was United's man of the match Tiago was uh, Liverpool's man of the match without a shadow of a doubt um, but obviously you're you're then shoehorning uh, Shakiri in there, and I think Oxley Chamberlain in there, and, and it just kind of hits different when you don't have those those people who take over the play, and that definitely went in United's favor that game.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and unexpected goals. Liverpool did actually kind of they had one point five, United's point nine. So you know maybe maybe Jordan Henderson has a bit of a point, but I I I think that Liverpool. What's an expected goal anyway? Yeah, because uh, Pogba should have been a whole one. Uh, got to expect him to <laughs> smash that one home, um, and then Bruno's got to be a little 0.5. So for me, it's 1.5 to 1.5. That's my that's my expected goal. Crowley meter, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I just give whole goals for ones that people should bang home. Uh, don't even take into account human error. That should be a goal. But yeah, I, I I think that for Liverpool, obviously they're not off the pace. They're still very much title contenders. Uh, but I think that they got to get. Um, I, I I think they got to get Henderson. If they can get Henderson to be holding the midfield, I think they can live with Fabinho in defense, uh, both as a defender and you know putting Henderson as the holding midfielder. And I then think they want the to kids. get a center back, whether it's a center back, whether it's Klopp's boy Socrates, whether it's somebody else that who knows. On a deadline day, you got another week and a half, just so that they can have like a midfield from like a midfield three of of Henderson, Wijnaldum, and Thiago. I put that up against any midfield in the league. And I think that that center back pairing allows for. Um, oh yeah, it was
0: Winaldum. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. And yeah. Shakiri in there, which was that—that that was an odd one. to Shaqiri me. Shakiri was um, the
0: problem. Um, I thought it was—I thought it was Ox, but you're right. It was Winaldum who's who's playing amazingly yeah. as well. So it was a it was a firepower team.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I think Curtis Jones has actually kind of taken that. Uh, he he's not a world beater by any any stretch, but I think he's taken a step forward this season uh, and been somebody that they can rely on in in big games. Um, was surprised to see Shakiri get the start. I really just sure. I, I can't wrap my head around that, um, but yeah. Also, just shout out um, Firmino, just reminding us that he's trash. Uh, boy can't <laughs> do anything in front of goal. We thought it flipped. maybe that's where the expected we goals – we thought it done flip. Yeah, maybe that's where the expected goals came in, and they're mm-hmm. still expecting for Firmino to not be trash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Here's where I do yeah. feel bad. Yep. You know, I think my. My sympathy for Liverpool runs at a very, very low tolerance level, and I'm obviously enjoying the fact that they're slipping up. I do feel bad, you know, all the the different factors that go into a COVID season. You've lost Van Dijk, the best center back in the Premier League. You've lost Joel Matip. Um, You've got Fabinho playing center back. You've lost Joe Gomez. Yeah, you've lost Joe Gomez. So three of your center backs, and then you're getting told by the board that you can't sign a center back. Or or like loan a center back, you know it, it's it's tough and it's it's obviously an asterisk on their season, whatever way you look at it. And so, um, it is. You know, just, you talk about you talk yeah. about the way Jordan Pickford just sets you off on a whole new alternate reality. That's
1: what we're living in. It, it is. It. I mean, part of me really respects the Liverpool board for just being like we have a like we have a financial obligation first, and we've built a good team. We have injuries it is what it is, Sorted out, move up. Like part of me like really respects that mentality that we're not going to get desperate. But, you know, you still got a shot at the Premier League and I don't think it takes much. I think I desperate is different much.
0: than the The chance of winning a Premier League or missing it, you know, because I think they're very much in the mix and favorites, if not, you know, contenders, if not favorites. And yes, financial like, I think that a center back, but like, can we go yeah. out of our way and
1: loan, you know, like loan a player? You mentioned Socrates, I wonder what that's about. Yeah, well, I mean, he was, he was released from his Arsenal contract. He played with Klopp at Dortmund. Uh, God you will imagine the dots. it's. Yeah, God will imagine. I mean, here's the thing I don't know how much. Like, I, I think Liverpool might have given him the old middle finger. We offered him to um, Liverpool for free, and then we released Socrates. So, I mean, I don't know what Liverpool. Maybe I, I, I don't know. It seems like that's a no go. The man's trying to get fit for the Euros. So I think he's going to go somewhere. Uh, Take
0: him for free, and we'll pay his wages.
1: He just he just smells, so we actually don't want him in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Papa's ball. I'm gonna miss that crazy yeah. guy. Yeah. Crazy. consummate professional though. Played with the U twenty threes and was coaching them up. Was also left out of the Premier League roster, as the same mm. as Ozil, but mm. didn't hear a peep about it. So nope. I got nothing bad to say about the dude. Both of them moving uh, on
0: to bigger and better things. Speaking mm-hmm. of bigger and better things, Patrick. Relegation check-in. Uh, Sheffield United more than doubled their points in the space of a week. So you can go ahead and say that they're the informed team in the Prem. They're scorching
1: hot. hmm I still don't think that they're nailed on to go down. And that might, that might say more about me than it does about Sheffield. But
0: when you think about it this way, they're 11 points from safety and they've taken five points from 19 games.
1: I think that if it was possible for Burnley to get negative points, they'd be doing it right now. So I think, I think that there's <laughs> what a there's spin, still re- yeah. Burnley's god awful. We'll continue with your relegation spiel before I talk about how bad Burnley is. You think Burnley's god awful, and you're they talking about goals. Sheffield crawling away in the Great Escape. They scored nine goals, and one of them's against Arsenal. So Stones and glass houses,
0: Patrick. You're tying your your you know you're tying your colors to Chris Wilder, and I don't think he's ready to pay you back.
1: Here's the thing. We'll keep going. I Newcastle could go down even though there are 19 points. Sure. They got all their points. Yeah, that's a 7 that's more. a
0: 7 point deficit. Yeah, that's doable.
1: From from Fulham. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not, I don't think Sheffield United is catching them. Um Brighton and Burnley obviously could go down. I'm actually here to say I I love I love what Fulham's looking like. I think Scott Parker's got the boys playing. Uh, Loftus Cheek seems to be coming his own. <laughs> Lookman's sure. in his finishing boots. Sure. They're a lot better defensively than I was giving them credit for. Uh, they're in the mix to stay up for me. Fulham, of of the three in the relegation zone, obviously they're towards the top, and they've. I'd, full, I'd, I'd fully, draws, I'd fully, I'd fully
0: yeah. agree with that. But I made a brave call, Patrick. I st- I stood brave. out there on the line, and I said Fulham's going down, and I'm sticking by it. And I will never bet on a Sean Dyche team going down. I'm just not going to do it. I don't care that their badge got taken off of Google and it's fucking me up. They
1: are—they know how to survive. They're survivors. I do i do rate Burnley. <coughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. I don't know if there's any stats to back this up. It's probably my job to get sorted. That's the best I way to start every sentence. Go on. But I think that a team who is fighting to like— A team that was re- just promoted— like, if you're, if you're nailed on with a team that's been in the league, been fighting relegation battle after relegation battle after relegation battle, which isn't the case for Burnley, but that have been kind of, like, towards the bottom. I think, you know, a Newcastle and a Brighton would be a, a better analogy uh, than Burnley. And f- versus Fulham, who... Fulham has this, like, golden opportunity to stay up. There's a lot more positivity around their relegation fight than there is around somebody like mm-hmm. Brighton's. And so I think that that can manifest itself in a, in a dressing room a little bit differently. And so I'm back in Fulham to stay up. Sheffield United I, I said I'd make a I wouldn't I wouldn't let them I, I wouldn't uh I wouldn't change my opinion before they played half their games they played half their games they got a dub not changing my opinion they obviously have Manchester United next so I'm probably gonna have to have this conversation again soon but I think they I think they could kick on I think I think Sheffield United could win you know three games in a row in a relegation battle relegation battle that can um that can swing things they got a big okay. game against West Brom in a couple weeks. Okay, that's a game yeah. that we're circling no, I'm, as I'm a must-win. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're circling that as, as
0: the time that you're going to drop your take.
1: Okay, I'm writing that down. As a must-win game for the take, Patrick yeah. will drop bad a little bit. Leave it.
0: Understood. 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 Okay. Yeah, and another one to circle: Fulham Brighton midweek, a week from a week from today. That oh, wow. is what okay. they call Great. a true three. Pointer And yeah, you're right. Fulham is Vibes FC right now. Scott Parker in the post-match with United said he's loving his team and loving the way they're playing, and rightfully mm-hmm. so. I'm finally seeing I'm finally yeah, seeing let's, what
1: Loftus-Cheek is all about. And let's remember, this was a team whose goal stated by their manager to start the season was, we got to fight like Scratch and Claw to stay up. They got one purpose. <laughs> they're, they're, they know what they're doing. This is a massive, massive game for them um, against oh, Brighton. Holy Patrick. shit. Yeah, they could go to 15 points on 17 game in hand. Bada bing, bada boom.
0: Patrick, we're working professionals. We know it's all about setting expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your boss comes up. He's like, How that, how's that presentation looking? You say, it looks like shit. So when you actually present it,
1: if it doesn't look like shit, you're getting promoted. Yeah. I usually just say what presentation and then let the rest kind of unfold from there.
0: <laughs> and then you just be like, oh, that was a classic gotcha. It's already in your inbox.
1: Oh, and, man. And then they're yeah, like, Fulham's why did we games. have to go through this? Their next two games, Brighton, West Brom. Wow, did Fulham just become wa- must-watch football? Probably not. But no, that's those Leeds.
0: Those. That's Leeds who's out here just losing left, right, and center. They're the must-watch team in the Prem.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's a strange one. We can. I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we'll save that for next week. We'll save that for next week.
0: <laughs> Why don't we go into our freaks? I believe you have more than one.
1: Mm. I do. Obviously Aha. Dean Smith. Dean Smith was going to be one of my freaks. Uh, I've got Naturally. A, I'm going to say my one, you say however many you have, and then I have a grand finale. So my my first freak's a quick one. Okay. It's um, Mr. Better uh, better Than Messi, Dion Lovren, uh, claims, quote, Liverpool miss me more than I miss them.
0: Ooh, um, classic ex-girlfriend talk.
1: So... It's hard to quantify that because he controls how much he misses them. But I feel like you don't say that unless you... Like, he wants to get in the news because Liverpool don't have a center back and they let him go. Um, I honestly think what Liverpool trotting out now would be better. Like, if they were offered Lovren on a free, I think they'd pass. Yeah,
0: I mean, think about it this way. The headline for Dejan Lovren's career is former Liverpool center back. You're not seeing any headline at Liverpool Football Club, you know, former home of Dejan Lovren. It doesn't go like that. It doesn't go like that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Trotted out and looked like a fool with Martin Skirtle week after week. Where's he at right now? I think he's at Zenit, St. Petersburg. I believe. that, That feels right. That just feels right. I'll fact check myself on that one while you get into your freaks.
0: Here's my freak, Patrick. It's one... But it's a good one, it's a bulky one, it's a girthy one. I'm going Fernando Torres, more like freak of nature, because I had to double take of that picture of him uh, about four or five times to realize it wasn't actually photoshopped. For all you folks at home, I'm of course referring to El Nino, who's now looking like El Gordo, the way he's been lifting at Planet Fitness. That boy is built like, I don't know, Mr. Built Universe. No Tough. He's built for tough. And El I pulled El Gordo Guapo. El Gordo Guapo. I pulled some of my favorite Twitter responses to just caption that picture of him. And my favorite, a couple of my favorites were, uh, "Why does he look like a former college linebacker who's the store manager at a Best Buy?" <laughs> uh, why does he look like the fella who gives you the nod to go down the slide in a Jersey Shore water park?
1: It's because of it's, the sleeve. He's got an awful tattoo.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the tats. It's the bulk, but. I genuinely, you know, in my mind's eye, he's still this slender, baby-faced guy, and he's still baby-faced. But you just don't expect him to be walking around with the shoulder rotation that he probably has
1: now. It's it stopped me in my tracks. He's a big boy, big boy, man. Like Akin Fenwa looking out there, it's a it's a sight to behold. It's a sight to behold, and I want to I want to see. Did you see um, Mikel Antonio just toss? That dude from West Brom this week, no, just but oh, some guy tried to go it. shoulder to shoulder with him. It's just like big mistake, bro. Big mistake. He absolutely flipped him. Uh, play went on. I want to. We we should probably for fun at some point put together a Gaines team. Um, all an all yoked eleven.
0: An all Gaines team. I love it.
1: Yeah, all Gaines team. All Gaines team. Uh, Lori we'll nailed on. Mikel Antonio nailed on. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaw, we have to decide. Is that, that chonk or is it buff? We have Shaw's to, more it, chonk. There's no definition yeah. in that. He's just but He still max. might be the most buff left back, though. He might still be the best one for the position.
0: We'll we'll have to assess i he has a low that's center well, I'm, not, not willing to, I'm not willing to make that decision right now.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, that's, that's, that's why we got to prep offline. Mm-hmm, of, course. of course. All right, hit me. Final freak, James. Oh. Not dude. letting this one go. Oh, wait. Oh. Did you have more freaks?
0: No, I thought you had two more.
1: No, I have one more. Okay, my, Dean Smith was my my one. We already touched on, okay. on that. That's just a quote that we needed to talk about. Mark Clattenburg.
0: You're Ooh. going to be forced
1: to answer to this, James. I will mm. read the quote verbatim yep. before we discuss. Yep. This is in reference to Jurgen Klopp bitching about Manchester United getting penalties, I believe. Right? Is that correct? Is that fair enough to say before we dive in? I want to make sure that... Well, Jurgen
0: Klopp y- bitching about
1: United you know, getting penalties? Yes. That is what Klatenberg responded to. So, retired referee, Mark yeah, He is wrong to suggest there is an aura around United that sees them given favorable decisions. There mm-hmm. used to be when Fergie was there, but that has eased massively since he left. End quote. Okay. James. James. Okay. I need... I need... I have my opinions, but I need your opinions first. I need them from the Manchester United man. What do you want me to I say? I need a response. About? I guess I'm not a good reporter. I'm just going to say response and hold the mic in front of you. Response? Thoughts? Okay, so thoughts. I'll
0: put words into your mouth to then put into my mouth. You're saying Clattenburg is biased towards United, and then you're probably going to serve me with some with some stats.
1: Some cherry picked stats, is that right? No, nope, I got no, I got no stats.
0: Okay, well, why not, don't why I'm, don't I I'm give not commenting you
1: commenting on any sort of bias here? I want you to answer to the quote and defend. I would assume Manchester United or back away Homer Simpson style into the bush.
0: Uh, Patrick, I'll give you one thing. It's half anecdote, half sick brag on my part. I was at Wembley when United played Crystal Palace in the FA Cup final. Who was the referee that day? Mark Klattenberg. What did he do? Give Chris Smalling a very, very questionable red card. I think people make a lot of assumptions about which refs have you know, favored teams and who do they support. And the fact of the matter is, aside from Howard Webb, who we did pay a very lucrative amount of money, that just doesn't exist and Mark Klattenberg is no no exception. So to that, I say it's Fooey it's poppycock, and Jurgen Klopp should focus on figuring out his center back pairing. It's
1: Good deflection, James. This has nothing to do with Jurgen Klopp. This is everything to do with, I think, a legitimate problem in the FA. And I'm not here to say that we should put an asterisk next to every single Manchester United title under Ferguson. Okay. I'm not here to say okay. that. That's not my position to say it. Should it be done? Yes, but I'm not going to say it. I'm here to say, I think this is natural. I think people are making a big deal out of this. Pull a little switcheroo on you, James. (laughs) I've talked about it before. Big players, big managers, big teams, they get the calls. He phrased this like an absolute idiot. He phrased this horribly. What he's meaning to say here, what I'm reading out of this is, there's a massive pressure at Old Trafford. There's a massive pressure with Ferguson. He should absolutely be better than that. And I think there's a problem with the FA. But I think it is natural to give those decisions more favorably. There's Fergie times a real thing. You got a lot of decisions. We all saw it in real time. It is what it is. LeBron gets calls. Tom Brady gets calls. The greats get calls. And Manchester United were great for a long time. In turn, they would get calls. Is it right? No. But it is what it is. That's what happens. I'm not here to throw some shade at Manchester United. However the fa is a joke the fa is an absolute joke mm. the officiating in this league is a joke Preach. it has been for a long long time and this shines a light on it because he just absolutely just lays it on the lays it on the table it's like we are we are easily influenced by intimidating managers it's
0: human which it's human it, it's, but here's human, what i will say i think it's but bizarre it's a, it's a disgrace i think it's bizarre obviously i've never been on the pitch on the big stage especially as a ref I don't think no disrespect to the Old Trafford atmosphere. Sometimes it can get live. I don't think I'd be as influenced by old. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, make any generalizations, but you know, it's been thrown out there. Like who at Old Trafford is actually a diehard United fan versus to the highest bidder goes the spoils. Would you be more influenced at Old Trafford compared to a packed out turf more? That, you know. I struggle to say that yeah. Old Trafford's more
1: intimidating. I think in I think in Ferguson's time, yes, Old Trafford was more intimidating. And it wasn't necessarily Old Trafford itself was more intimidating, but the sides you were going up against, the manager you were going up against, their reputation, it's... Well, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, they, okay. Th- that's intimidating, right? And so the fans obviously play into that. Um, but yeah, no... Well,
0: to your yes, point, Patrick, yes, this United is exactly... Manchester is harder to get result out than turf more. I mean you talk about Ferguson versus Klopp Klopp is building up the exact same kind of activity structure as Ferguson the way he was going at you know the the broadcasters for when they scheduled games what hasn't happened in a long time Liverpool getting the Saturday AM game you know he knows
1: he he's got the blueprint and now he's just playing the game don't hate the player hate the game Absolutely and what what is Klopp doing when he's bringing this up He's trying to influence decisions. Of course. Like let's not skirt around the fact, right? That's, it's it's <laughs> what gets done. My problem, my problem is that you have some members of the FA that are acknowledging effectively we can't do our job because of these outside influences, right? Which is human, but I think that there should be a standard that they need to be held to. And I think you could even see it. Fred should have had a nailed on penalty today. And I think they look at it and they go, you know what? Love that. I'm not doing I it. I loved it. Too much noise. No, I
0: loved it. I really do. Patrick, it's a nailed-on pen. There's nothing I love they more than that. It. It's ammo. It's it's amazing. If we didn't win the game, yeah, I'd be moaning about it. Who do you think I am? I'm not that good of a person. But, yeah, the way everything played out and that nailed-on pen, not even, you know, not being clear and obvious, and then think about the other things that have been called back.
1: It was great. Loved it. Still fuming about the Count Chambers VAR decision mm-hmm. that was overturned like a year ago. Loved it. It was an absolute joke. No, people don't forget But Anyway. Yeah, F.A.'s got some work to do. Uh-huh. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate seeing it completely cleaned out. Put C. and Massey at the helm. She's the only good ref we got. And then moving on. Can't along.
0: disagree. Can't disagree. Goal of the week, Patrick. This was a tasty one. And the week's not even over options. yet. Got a lot of week left. A lot of options. Why don't I go first? Please. No, you go. I changed my mind. You go first.
1: James. That's what you call a power play. I'm, I'm ashamed to pick this goal. Uh, because i it obviously is going to rule it out for goal of the month and i think possibly goal of the year but it's too good not to give it goal of the week so i'm going to give it to Tangy and mm. donbayway i think this is a puskas contender uh, it just i think you just have to tip your cap to to the technique the margin for error is so small on something like this it it was just an absolutely brilliant brilliant goal uh outside of the outside of the foot across the I mean. It's, you got to be kidding me. It was, it was, it was first class, uh, and that's in a week where we had some bangers. Patrick, today I witnessed a pog boom on the weak foot, and i got to go in
0: Dombele too. When we talk about the goals ranking and how they all filter and, and what's the best goal, is it a solo run, is it a free kick, how about a goal that I still haven't figured out what it is yet? I'm watching mm-hmm. this, and it's like it's got a certain, it's got a certain je ne sais quoi. I don't know what it is. Is it intentional? I mean, unlike unlike Saka, I think this is something that is actually very purposeful. You see the way, you know, his eyes are lined up and the way his foot meets the ball. I think he's doing it on purpose. He saw Mendy off the line. Saw Mendy off the line. I mean, sometimes it comes off way better than you could have even dreamed about. I mean, I think back to my Mar Vista debut, I, I was thinking about a routine header out for a, for a throw-in, and I ended up just perfectly looping it over my own keeper. Sometimes it goes like that. (laughs) This, you know, maybe it's a similar case to Tangyon Ndombele here.
1: I mean, I think he's meant every bit of it. I just think it's one of those things that's nearly impossible to pull off. How many times you see that land on the top of the goal? Great goal. Go calmly to the goalkeeper. Just an absolutely great goal. Um, Thank you. I was worried you were going to give um, not the left-footed Pogba goal, but the right-footed deflected Pogba mm. goal of the week. Yeah, uh, no, I, n- I not that gonna much gonna shit, Hazri. I'm gonna
0: hold your feet to the fire, Patrick. Is this your goal of the month so far?
1: Um, I mean, it can't be right. No, I've no. Given the goal of the week. There's no
0: can or can't. It's just it just is,
1: or it isn't. When was Jakob boom? No, no. Okay, and that was in December. No, yeah, I'd say I say Pog was probably in with a shout for goal of the month with that left footed blast. It's probably my goal of the month, right. right? now. All right.
0: Yeah. It's time it's time to pay the piper. Patrick, for lack yeah. of a better phrase, you goosed it last week. Your lock yeah. didn't hit. Your crock didn't yeah. hit. Not a single meatball in the sub came out of the oven on time. It was a I new lock year. Pushed. Let's have it. Your lock let's, pushed. Let's, let's, make, sure the, uh, okay, let's semantics. make sure the record's clear.
1: Semantics. Okay, so first of all, first of all, I own this, right? My my betting account. I, I think it's actually a, a good thing that I put a lot of money in this time because I still have a lot left. Uh, but it is lower. It is lower than I would like it to be, um and I'm not going to make any excuses. It's not it's not um, Timo werner's fault um that I lost mm-hmm. that bet. It was my fault mm-hmm. for expecting more of him. That is the that is the truth of it. Yeah. Um, I believe United yeah, we'll got say it is, as many penalties you gotta in be, two years. You've got to be chuckling a bit um, with how many bets that I've lost or had nailed on opportunities to win in stoppage time that haven't gone my way recently. It is Patrick. Let me tell you uncanny. exactly
0: what was going through my mind for the sake of the cast. I was going back through what you picked last week. You know, okay, yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea Fulham didn't pan out. Crystal Palace didn't pan out. Sheffield drawing Newcastle didn't pan out. We get to the last game and I'm like, oh, please tell me this one didn't pan out so we get a clean sweep over five. Sure enough, w- Wolves did not draw West Brom and, and here
1: we sit. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though. I think I, it's just a little bit of calibration, right? Like we're, we're, we're flying the plane, we're hitting some turbulence. I just got to adjust one of the dials a bit because I was, I was sleeping on Wolves in games I thought they would win. So I put the draws on the line and they ended up losing both. So it's just a little bit of a tweak.
0: All right, give me the ca- okay. give tweet. me the calibrated picks.
1: Okay, so James... The lock. Don't stand on I'm, ceremony. I really, I really searched for something that I can back a hundred percent. I'm going. You have to know what Cl- a
0: you have to know what a dub feels like this year. I get it.
1: I got it. I got to get back in the group. It's like when it's you give a, when you give an out of
0: form Martial a pen.
1: You're just like, come on, like let's get off the mark here. Just get, just get clicking. Yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah, just to. So what I've got for you is a seven game parlay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hold on. <laughs> no, I'm just doing a little bit of quick maths here. Um, let's see here. That's on six. And nine. One, yeah, I'm I'm like a, I'm, I'm on like a pretty pretty uh, pretty bad run right now, as you'd say. Um, basically, looking at you know kind of a, a, about a 30% loss so far this month. Mm. So it hasn't been a good month, um, and that's across all my sports. But I've, Premier League's probably been worse. I've been pretty good at the NFL. Uh, Lock of the week, James. We're going with the Man City clean sheet versus West Brom at minus one forty-five. The defense has been stout. West Brom is ass. I'm, you got it. You got to take it. They're going up. What three goals in the last two months? If this doesn't hit, then you know what? You you, you know we'll let the fans do the dinner district from now on okay. because there's just no point. Croc of the week. Croc of the week. This is a it's a croc for a reason. It's a show me pick. Wolves plus forty-five versus Chelsea. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Chelsea respond. I don't think Wolves really have that much in them. But I, I got to see more from Chelsea. I got to see more from Chelsea. And at 5-1 to one odds nearly, I feel like throwing a little bit on Wolves is worth the shout. It's worth the shout. And I, I'm not betting on Wolves' form. I'm betting against Chelsea's form. Again, crock of the week. James, I got a lot of meatballs here. A lot of meatballs. So we're here We're here to eat. Here to eat. Leeds, minus 110 versus Newcastle. Newcastle, Ass. Villa minus 185 versus Newcastle. This is going to be a trend. We're betting against Newcastle. Okay, so until... it's just the it's it's the against Newcastle sub. Yep. Yep. Um I don't really like this bet. Um but I kind of feel like Spurs have been showing up a bit against the top side. So plus 225 against Liverpool. I don't love it. Uh, but I don't really like any of these bets. I don't like the draw here. Liverpool <laughs> plus one fifteen. I mean, maybe it's a rebound game for them. Kind of cooling on that one, but taking Spurs just like the odds. Uh, Everton versus Leicester plus one eighty-five. This is kind of the uh, a little bit of a hedge against Leicester's form. It seems like every time Leicester takes a big step forward, they take a little step back. Everton's kind of got this sneaky form going on. They're just kind of flying under the radar right now. Uh, but they're they're what sitting? They're sitting sixth place. They've won four of their last five. Uh, then, you know, they've 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 gotten some decent decent results. One of those wins over Leicester, 2-0 in the middle of December, not too long ago. They still can get it done. And James, this one, I'm backing my boys, Fulham plus two seventy against Brighton. I'm backing them there. I love that bet. I really do. Um, I think this game could go either way. So getting plus two seventy on Fulham, who what are they? Three draws on three draws on the trot. In a relegation battle, that's that's hella good form. So that's the, uh, that's the district for you. Signed, sealed, delivered. I like it. Back, I like baby. it. It's
0: like when you're cold, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot some more. You're going to shoot some more. Mm-hmm. Whatever the anti-heat check is. But I'm going to ride it out. I happen to like Fulham against Brighton as well. You know, seeing the way they played, it could happen. All I want for you is a lock to hit. Like we said, let's let's get a pen. It's been a while. Let's,
1: let's get a. I let's, was great in 2020 on the locks, but 2021's been brutal. Yeah.
0: So it's all about getting off the mark this year. We're going to ease into it. We're going to do it together as a family, as a podcast family. And next week, hopefully we'll be counting
1: some dubs. What do you say? I, yeah, and I would like to say, I don't think I ever go over minus 200 on my locks. I could easily just be picking Liverpool minus 550 versus Burnley. I could easily be picking Manchester City minus 600 versus West Brom. If you want, I think there's if an, if an argument for you bets, to start
0: doing that, Pat. I think there's an argument you for you to start doing bets, that.
1: If you want those bets, go take them. Go take them. They're just not worth your time. They're not <laughs> worth it. It's useless. Unless you're betting like $10,000. Let me just say that. Yeah, if you wanted to, if you bet $10,000 $10, on Manchester City over West Brom, you'd win $1,600. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. I mean, that kind of might be worth it. That'd be stressed (laughs) the fuck out.
0: All right. I'll let you crunch some more numbers in the meantime. Yeah. Folks, that about wraps it up for this week on Prem de la Prem. It is a whirlwind of games right now, and we'll be back to recap it all next week, heading into the second half of the season. What's that famous Bon Jovi song?
1: Um, uh, Living on a Prayer? Yeah. How does it go? (laughs) Whoa! We're halfway there.
0: Bang. I'm not going higher. No, keep it right there and keep it right here, folks. Prem de la Prem. We'll see you next week. Much love.
1: What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem. Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.